You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hi guys, welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We are back for another episode. We are back for another we episode. Are. We're excited. Yeah, we are. Again. It's awesome. Number three of our message point little mini series. Oh, Experience God. Yeah, Experience God some yeah. days. I knew that one. Last couple weeks we've covered uh, Listen to Jesus. And yeah. Both that works as dad. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. You know, last that week. was really good last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it last week? It was last week. Yeah, it was, was really good. Both one. of them really good. So let's go back and listen to them if you haven't. Yeah. They're fabulous. But it's really uh, always a reset button to be like, okay, what you know, what, what, what's my faith founded upon? And what does yeah. Jesus say? And getting back to the red letters. So we're excited. We are here gearing up to uh, a weekend. I guess when this airs, the weekend will be over. But we are currently gearing up for a big for, weekend. For a big again. weekend. So yeah, we have a lot of big weekends at the yeah. Father's House. It seems like <laughs> this one is going to be a, a citywide. The, the, yeah. this, uh, the whole. Uh, Body of Christ, basically, in Orville is getting together with um, a guy who's coming in for One Hope America, and um, we got into some of the schools, and it's just a real, he called it a crusade, it's kind of, it's kind of like an old word, yeah. but Billy Graham used to call it crusade, so we're just hoping for a lot of salvations. Yeah. We're just hoping that it would Just introduce people Spirit. to Jesus. Yeah, just they a would have an experience simple, with him. simple message of Jesus that's really, it's simple at first, and then it's... Let's yeah. keep walking, right? Yep. Praise the Lord. But, uh, yeah, so we're excited for that. And then our uh, annual Kids Mud Run is... Yeah, we're all we're right busy there. Corner. Our Kids Mud Run is, um, which is fascinating, we're on our seventh year, right? We've got six, or is this the eighth year? Started in 16, so would it, that would make it, what, I think it's the seventh year. We so, skipped a year, too. So. What I just found out, Luke, I think you told me this, uh, I found out about 10 days ago, that in 2016, we started with 185 runners, kids. Last year, we signed up 2,950 children. That's true. 2,950 in, in uh, that short of a time. And uh, in 2023, we're expecting 3,250 kids to sign up. Crazy. And the city is just getting behind us, and uh, they come from all over. So we're really excited. That would be in the first weekend in June. So why, so why it should be our seventh because we were COVIDed out one time. Yes. Oh, so but it's not. We were unable to run it because of COVID that one year. So why do we do th- things like a kids mud run? It's amazing. We get thousands of people to come to us. We're a church, and we invite the world to come to us, and we do this. I mean, it's huge output of labor and love and time and we bring them there and then we during the course of it we demonstrate the love of god we demonstrate what christians uh you know coming to serve them and and we serve them a great deal and and we do get an amazing amount of comments about what we do and um we're there to demonstrate what a christian should be the, the 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 church as jesus meant it to be I think, you know, we're talking about experience God and that's what we want the kids to feel is that there's there's a there's a there's something more than just just this world. And um what's exciting about the Lord's Gym Mud Run, Kids Mud Kids Run is that um because we don't charge um we don't charge for them to, to park or to join, we have a friend of ours who's a pastor in town who's just telling the simple gospel. Well, you know, and the kids are running around with the Lord's Gym 
and there's a cross on their shirt and it's just and we're loving them right where they're at and they all think they win and it's just a delightful time yeah. of just experiencing God. You really do experience God. Yeah. And it's a church event. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a church. It says the Lord's Gym Mudrun, but it's the Father's House. The Father's presents. House Church presents. Yeah. You know, and it's and there's uh, nothing hidden about this. It's a Father's no, it's House overt. Church event. Yeah. It's, it's clear. Yeah. And everybody gets involved, and and it's pretty cool. We have all kinds of churches and, and uh, organizations that come and help us, mm-hmm. and our congressman comes and you know does a little you know. It, starts one heat and um it's just a real community event this year i'm out doing sponsorships and advertising and the buzz is very significant it's um they they, our city our county believes in this wonderful event called the lord's gym kids mud run that's awesome yeah well yeah if you are listening uh just be praying that Jesus would be glorified in this event and that um, people introduce yeah people meet him and Mm -hmm. that kids have fun and all, all and you know the the funds are raised for this event we then turn back right back around to pour into the gospel yeah as well so or and if you're anywhere near northern california people yeah. come from all over from uh, nevada and oregon sign your kids up yep. at the lord's gym kids mud run you just google it yep. and you can sign your kids up correct so but let's uh, dive in today experience god as vicky said is our uh, message point for today would you like that segue Yes. Yes, okay. Just say yes. I thought so. Just say yes. Just okay. say yes to you. Yep. <laughs> Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh just got a short scripture for you today. So uh just to frame this, we've uh this is Jesus after he has died and rose again. He's uh in the space of time right before his ascension. And this is pretty much the last thing <laughs> that he says <laughs> before he ascends in, in uh Acts one. He says in uh, Acts 1, verse 8, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of earth. Um, And he's inviting us into this relationship with Holy Spirit to be filled with him. So, Steve, how does that marriage, this idea of experiencing God, and what does that mean for us? Well... Holy Spirit has come upon you. Mm. Could be one of the greatest miracles known in the history of the earth being created. I mean, when you think about God creating earth in seven days, it's a pretty mighty and wondrous thing. And it's, in fact, almost nobody can even believe it. Even the Christian church is trying to re-explain it as a 7,000 years because mm-hmm. a 1,000 years is as a day. Oh. Days, I mean, nobody can hardly believe that it was seven literal days that he created the whole earth. And so the Holy Spirit coming to touch or be involved in human flesh, after human flesh, my body has been involved in so many sins and so much rebellion and mm-hmm. so much disobedience. The fact that the Holy Spirit could ever clean me up good enough to come and be upon me what this verse says is such an incredible miracle but it is the purpose of the cross and the resurrection it was to to pay for the sentence that sin requires this the sentence of death and then to conquer death and overcome death for us so that we would qualify to have a holy spirit come upon us and this purpose in this is, I mean, there's, honestly, we could quote quite a few verses. I send you out, you know, you'll lay hands Boy, on the I'm sick so and they'll slaughter. recover. You'll be my, right here, you'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Yep. And 
people are supposed to see you if the Holy Spirit is, if you've had this experience with God, they're supposed to see that you have fallen in love with them. They're supposed to see that you have something special, that mm. something is with you. They're supposed to see him with you. Their first experience is supposed to be seeing him with you. Your experience huh. is supposed to be he's with me <laughs> and he lives in me. That's good. Therefore, where I go, he goes. What I say, he says. What he says, I'm supposed to say. And I, when I, and the supernatural power is supposed to be something I can grow to expect. But what people disregard is the miracle it took to make you able to have the Holy Spirit come upon you. Mm-hmm. Jesus said different. He said, I mean, this is Jesus, but he said different when he was telling the apostles what the future would hold. He said, my father and I will make our home in you. Now, that's a very comfortable place for me, home. I love home. I, I, well, I recently, after many years in my own home, had to live in a garage for a year. <laughs> and that garage became home, and that home was very comfortable. And I, living in the garage became, it was just home. It is home. No matter how bad the vessel or how big the vessel or, you know, take my camp trailer out and go camping. Well, that's kind of awesome at the end of the day out, whatever we're doing, to come back to the campground. That is my home, mm-hmm. and it's very comfy. I'm very familiar with it. And when Jesus says, I'm going to make my home in you, it, it brings about this God is comfortable to be with me and in me and and operate through me and so here at the father's house we made it a real important thing to define belief do you have an experience with god Mm. i i grew up denying any experience with god and yet looking back i probably had quite a few as a child and i and i denied them and i ran and i just decided i don't like christians i don't like christianity Mm. And then I had an experience with the Lord over a 20-second prayer, and I walked out of there knowing, well, this is crazy, but he's real, and I don't know what that means, but we're going to find out. Yeah, He's real. I said if he was real, I'd follow him. I don't even know what that looks like, but I've experienced him. Now, where do we go from here? Hmm. Now, that's 48 years ago, and for 48 years, nothing's changed. I am I'm 100% all in, full of desire full of hope full of expectation of all of these wonderful marvelous things where his presence becomes evident in my life and it all comes down to a 22nd exchange with him where i experienced him now that wasn't my only experience but i've had multitudes too many to even imagine but that first one certainly changed the world and so in our message, what are we hoping, even in this uh, crusade, we called it this week, what are we hoping? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't really count decision cards, and I don't have numbers, you know, 6,000 people were saved, and I don't even use that term. <clears throat> but 6,000 people, you know, or six, six people or one person had an experience with God, yeah. and they found out he was real, and they could no longer deny it. Now, when they choose in the future, they have to choose my way or his way, mm. my will or his will. What John the Baptist said, I must decrease. He, he experienced him. He found out this is the guy that my parents told me about. He is the one that the stories talk about. Mm. Now, what am I going to do? John had people following him. People were calling him the Messiah. People were calling him the one. And he said, no, 
I'm not the one. In fact, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. But he's here. And then when he found Jesus, he said, no, I must decrease that he might increase. And I think that's really, you know, hope. my hope for the weekend is people have an experience with God and they are born again. In our church, you know, we have people that come for a while and they have something and then life takes them away. And we just had a girl recently return to us and just she was gone forever. And uh, she said, you know, I'm back. And we're like, well, I'm not sure she's back until she has an experience with God. And then uh, I I believe she told Vicky she's had an experience with God. And now she's back for quite a while. And it's like, well, maybe that experience God this time will cause her to look at the rest of her life and say, there really is nothing worth repeating under the sun than relationship with him. My religion is, is, um, and I admit I have it, it it is destructive to people and it's destructive to me. My relationship requires that I not make my religion the number one thing. My relationship with God requires that I believe him, that I trust him, that I, that I dedicate my life to serving him. And that's why for 48 years I haven't faltered. I went from absolutely no intention of following God, none, through a 20-second prayer, making a statement, if you're real, I'll follow you. And I experienced them. When I walked outside, the world was a different place. It felt different. It looked different. And I had this experience. And since then, he's been with me. That's good. He's in me. He's what this said. My, I am his witness. And I am, you know, much to my chagrin or shame even, um, not always a good witness, but by far the majority I'm a good witness. By far, by, by, by far, far I'm the, a good witness. And there's always parts of my life that are an always witness, you know, that I have placed my flag. I have, I have declared my ground. I've made my stand that I'm for Jesus. And when I'm for me... I repent. When I'm for Jesus, I'm his witness to the end of the earth. I think, um, as Steve is talking, I'm sorry, my throat is doing something crazy. Um, You know, that's why I love worship so much. Um, Corporate worship, I really love to be with the saints worshiping because you experience God. Because the Holy Spirit makes his home in you, right? And when you worship, I don't know. You see things. You hear things. There's the giving of of yourself and him giving you back. And um, excuse me, when I met him, I experienced him. Like Steve said, when I asked Jesus into my life, I fell in love with him. Lots of people fall in love with Jesus, but it's hard to stay in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easy to fall in love with a man or a woman, but it, for me, it's a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to stay in love with him, mm-hmm. you know. And the first, and he talks about first love and experiencing that. I think without experiencing God all the time, it's really hard to stay in love with Jesus as your first love, which he's really he's really adamant about keeping that fresh. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, to me, worship is where, you know, you put a worship song on, it takes you somewhere. You just think about him. You experience his presence again. He's in you. But there's a piece that passes understanding when you're in the midst of a, a worship service. You just feel it. It's tangible. You know that you're you're just one little atom in a cosmos of 
you know, so many different billions of people, and, and there's a greatness in the experience. You just realize how great he is. Yeah. One of the things that, knowing your stories, you both talk of is how you had experiences mm -hmm. with the church sure. that weren't necessarily positive. Right. And that often, you know, maybe there are people that can relate to negative experiences with the church, but then that can turn us away from having an experience with God, but we have to learn to He's separate, separate the two. So can you talk to that? Well, last night I was even, even thinking, I was raised in the Catholic religion, and I was not a Christian and a Catholic. Some people are, I was not. <clears throat> and I went to Catholic grade school, and, and just looking at the cross all the time, and Steve and I had the opportunity um, at breakfast here today just talking about different things that we believed as Catholics, and and um, we just turned away because it was, in our opinion, inauthentic. And the people that said they were Catholic and Christians, it didn't seem like it. It, it didn't seem like it was accurate to what they say on Sunday. So, but the Lord showed me yesterday is that all those times I stared at the cross, the crucifix of Jesus, there was something happening to me. Mm. And even though I, you know, I, I left when I was young because it just seemed so one-dimensional, um, he brought all those things back. And now the difference for me is, is I didn't know that you can have, you can experience him personally. And that was what was such a wonderful moment on May 2nd, 1979 at two o'clock in the morning, is that I just asked him if he's real, I wanna know you, and I experienced him. All those years sitting in the church, I don't think I experienced him. I heard stories about him. There's a religion, there was ritual, but I did not experience him. Now other people might have in that church, I did not. And the Lord had to do something profoundly different in my life. And, um, you know, I mean, I think there's a part of religion in all of us, which I, I would really like to get out of my life. You know, I religiously do this or I religiously do that. And I don't want that. I just want to have a, he lives, he made his home in me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit has come. It wasn't just for Pentecost, so that, that day, those days back then. He came and I experienced him and he left the comforter and he counselor and he made his home in me. And what I've just really experienced in the last 20 years specifically is that he's the counselor and he knows when I got hurt. He's the comforter. He can come to those places when I was in religion, when I was hurt by my mom and dad, and he could, I can actually experience forgiveness and healing because he comes to me and shows me places where I'm broken. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question. That's good. Okay. Steve, do you want to add anything to that? Well, I think that the church experience, yeah. see, yeah, Vicki and I have yeah. had phenomenally negative church experiences. And what we found in, the, in our decades of Christian leadership is people leave the church. They don't leave this church to go to that church. They just leave and quit going to church. So sad. They go on vacation and never come back. And uh, we know that church is utterly and absolutely necessary. The gathering of saints is where this power from on high, this experience with God, is multiplied. You know, it, if you took the principle of one puts to flight a thousand and two put to flight two thousand, speaking of David, you know, talking about David, um, that that principle can be applied to everything God. Mm -hmm. One Christian has the power of a thousand mm. two christians don't have the power of two thousand but ten thousand mm. everything is multiplied in christianity by unity 
the commanded blessing of, of where brothers in unity dwell, the everything. I mean, you just cannot find a place where someone's more powerful alone than they are with a group. Really and good. so there's the power of the church is spoken about so much and the power of the gathering there, you know, where two or more of you agree, where you gather in my name. And it's, it's really specifically meant for us to be together, not separate. The eye cannot say to the ear, I have no need of you. Hmm. And so in my first six pastors I had in life after that initial experience, four of them turned out to be cheating on their wives. I mean, four of them were were really blowing it. Mm -hmm. And hundreds of people quit going to church over those four guys. Maybe thousands, who knows? It destroyed lives, their behavior. But that doesn't mean because someone did it wrong, the church is wrong. Hmm. So Vicki and I grew up in a church that we didn't really appreciate when we got older. Mm-hmm. We said, this is, they don't even believe what they say they believe. So we went away. But when we met Jesus, we went back. he led us back to church. Mm-hmm. And when we, went, we, when we went and experienced more of God in church, mm-hmm. like the worship service of my first 10 years were just the most magical, wonderful like, I can't wait to get there. They were the best experiences I had anywhere. But eventually, I was beyond 10 and started having, you know, you're in more serious situations in life, and you have those experiences in so many different places, and right. it was good. But the worship service of the community is so much better than my my alone time worship experience mm-hmm. that I still look forward to it. I still can't live without it. And I think... That's the difference. People experience church mm. and thinks that's what born again wow. is. Good. They don't. Ex- that's why we demand that you continue to put this in front of you, that your goal in life is to experience God. Last night we had an afterglow service. I named them afterglow services after Calvary Chapel from the Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but they, they are uh, they are different than what I used to do in Calvary Chapel in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's still God experience. It's still Holy Spirit surrounding, touching, you know, vision, um, just different words of knowledge and understanding that come to you in the Holy Spirit. And so we, we really push people. It's important that you experience God. You feel him. You hear his voice. You learn to hear his voice, learn to feel his touch, and you, and you allow him to show you things. Yeah. And he does. And so we really believe that no matter what catastrophe befalls you in life, whether it's the worst of the worst things like loved ones passing or suffering, people suffering, or mean and vicious people around you, you've got to have an experience with God to get through those things. The church, a church that doesn't experience God will not get you through. Hmm. But a church gathering of strength and unity and everybody having that value of let's go to the Lord, let's hear the Lord, let's see the Lord, let's feel the Lord. Uh, that is going to be where your your belief is going to be strengthened, where your faith and your joy, that joy continually that's promised, that prayer without ceasing, mm. that worship all the time, that rejoicing all wow. the time, those things that seem so impossible and put into practice, they're not impossible when put into practice alongside of or in conjunction with <clears throat> experiencing God. They are the awareness of his presence in you 24-7, 365, is the key to the kingdom of walking with God. It's really good, Steve. That's really good. So 
last bit we talked about the this idea of faith without works is dead which is the whole which part of that was you know I, I can say i believe or i can say i've had an experience or encounter with god but if my life doesn't have evidence of that then what value does it have so how does how do these two message points come together well i think that it's almost impossible to believe in works as your faith unless you've experienced Mm -hmm. god because you know i had two full-time jobs for 35 years you know maybe a three or four year break there when i got burnt out in youth ministry but i had two full-time jobs forever plus raise four kids plus you know i could list i can go on for quite Mm -hmm. a while here and I had attacking all the time my brain was this attitude of why me? Hmm. How come how come that guy gets a salary from his church so he doesn't have to work outside of his church? Good. And I have to work two full-time jobs. That thought attacked me continually. It's such a bad thought. But I I can tell you that I have been majorly successful in fighting that one off because I've experienced him. So my attitude instead of why me, why do I have to, is why me, why do I get to? Mm-hmm. And that's the difference 100%. I'm not doing this to try to one day meet him. I'm doing this because I one day met him. Wow. Ah, that's you follow good. this? Yeah. I, I fell in love. Yeah. I would do anything Vicky needed me to do. Like there's no price. If she... If she you know, got in an accident and couldn't walk for a while and I had to carry her from, I would do whatever I could do to serve her. Mm-hmm. And and then I say, I love the Lord. And I say that he's even above her in, in my throne. Mm-hmm. Well, but I won't do anything. Wow. I won't. I mean, there is, I don't have a fund of money to keep separate from Vicki. Mm-hmm. She can have anything I have possession uh, in, in my, mm-hmm. you know, stewardship. And, but I'm going to say the Lord can't. And then say, I love him too. He's my Lord. Yeah. He's no, my savior. everything, all that I have is his, all that I have is hers. All that we have, the Lord has allowed us to steward belongs to her and me. She has access to all of it. She has the right to use it. And so does he. Mm-hmm. And so it changes from, I, why do I have to do this? Which I don't feel that way. Why do I have to? I think it's awesome to get to share this. You know that I've got to, I've got to do this my whole life. It's just like, where we are today, you know, look where we are today, seeing the hand of God in our life every day of our life in the finances because of what we got to do in our life. And I, other people says, how come everybody doesn't feel like you do? They didn't get to walk the path I got to walk. They didn't. I mean, when, you know, he says, I'm going to do this. And Steve, hey, you come with me. Mm-hmm. Barry McGuire wrote a song called Call it Cosmic, Cosmic Cowboy, you know, and one of his lines is, hey, Barry, come walk with me a while. And when I was really young, you know, he, he started singing Cosmic Cowboy. And I, I would always, hey, Steve, come walk with me a while. You know, I met a Cosmic Cowboy out there riding a the starry range. You know, and the Cosmic Cowboy is Jesus. And he, he invites, come walk with me It was me the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it was the 70s. Yeah, it was but the 70s. I, but I had this picture of the Cosmic Cowboy, of Jesus taking me in the universe yeah. and letting me. So I got to walk a path with Jesus not everybody gets to. Mm. Or... Not everybody's willing to, but I was willing and I got to learn things to where now in my 60s, I don't really have anything to fall back on. Really, I don't. And and I have this incredible trust and faith in him. And it's because of what I got to do, not because of what I had to do. Did you experience God? I like that. How'd you say it? 
So you said it. How do you I say don't, it? I'm not living to experience God one day. I've already experienced uh, it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really doing good. all of this so that one day I can be with Him. Yeah. I'm doing all this because one I day I got him. to be yeah. with That's Him, yeah. so I can experience Him. But so because one day I got to experience yeah. Him, I already have. And you get to experience Him every day. And, and He's yeah. with me. Yeah. yeah, I get to walk with Him. Yeah. And the farther the farther along you go on your journey of just being in love with Jesus, the more, I, in my opinion, you get to experience more of God because He's so. You know, like like I said before, he, we're like an atom. You know, I mean, we're like a like a molecule, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Compared to, when you compare yourself to, which I don't want to compare myself to God, but the longer you stay in love with Him and experience Him every day, mm-hmm. that muscle, that brain, that cosmic cowboy, whatever. <laughs> you know, just getting to yeah. know Him. Uh, I, you know, I'm just I couldn't have done or believed the things 44 years ago that I can believe and trust for now. Mm-hmm. It has been a walk of yeah. experiencing God daily mm-hmm. to every day. It's just like it's just like working out your muscles. You just get a little bit stronger, so that one day that when you you know you you might make you know might cross the finish line. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, amen. So you've partnered th- that encounter that you had with Jesus in on, in 1975, yeah. right? Th- has led to a life where you have loved Him each day with your actions and choices and you, with your decisions. Correct. So I've tried, tried to, and maybe not always done it perfectly, but done. I've given it your all, right? I've given it my all. And so for those people listening, you know, there's a lot of people in my generation or younger that there's an there's a there's a passion for an experience with God. Oh, like, that's good. You know, but there isn't necessarily a passion for a I'll use the obedience word. Correct. That because they're looking for a they're always looking they, they're not experience. satisfied. Looking for a with, high they're not satisfied yes. with just that encounter with God. Yeah. They want now. I want to see the blind healed. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see that. And what it turns into, and I'm sorry to say, I've seen this so many times, and I don't want to indict a whole generation, right. but it seems like you forget yesterday. Like I, I was there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Were you? I don't remember. I, but we'll be here today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm satisfied. I'm honestly really happy he was here yesterday, and I can live a long time on yesterday, mm-hmm. and and. I, that's one one thing, and I think that um, explain it a little bit more clear. Well, everybody's looking for another one and another one. Another and what? A, another experience with God. Okay. And I really want them too. I want them. I'm not going to say I don't, but I, I if if what he's already done is all he ever did, that's I I want to be satisfied with that. Is that enough? Whereas this generation is chasing after the next thing. Supernatural. And so let, I mean, they could see someone raised from the dead yesterday, and tomorrow not even believe. It's kind of like the people around Jesus. He did all his miracles, and they don't even believe. You know, like they don't even know who he is. They scattered. <clears throat> yeah, they scattered, and they go back fishing. I mean, they go back. the The, the crowds yell, "Crucify him!" They forgot after all that he did. And I think today is that same antichrist spirit, wow. where no matter what experience they have, it's they're looking for something else. They got to run here and run there and chase this and chase that. And I am a little different in that. I found through this practice, I mean, I did this practice for such a short time, but it stuck with me as a way of life. I mean, it ha- I, had, I had it just called PTPOJ, practice the presence of Jesus. Yeah. And that caused me to experience him and taught me how, because the experience with Jesus is supposed to be 24-7, seven days a week, 365. It's supposed to be all year. It's never supposed to end. And yet I would be rushed to a, to a worship service because that's where I would, mm-hmm. and then not, and then, and then be thirsty all the time. Yeah. 
whereas PTPOJ, Practice the Presence of Jesus, really led me to learn how to be aware of him always with me. When I, when I go to him about why does the Christian church lack power, he doesn't tell me about our sin. He really doesn't. He tells me about our, our, the fact that we don't believe in him being with us. When I look at Moses trying to free the people from Egypt, they wanted a name. He wanted a name, and God didn't want to give him a name. When he finally talked him into giving him a name, it was, I'm the one that's with you. I am that I am has sent you. I'm the one that's with you. Just about everything God wants us to learn is, I'm the God that's with you. I'm the only one that exists. I'm with you. When Jesus brags about him, it's, you know, never forsake you. Paul taught, he'll never leave you. John, he'll never leave you. It's like, okay, so he hasn't left me, but I don't feel him. Well, that's because I refuse. And I think that this little practice of just being aware. I, I let my imagination think of Jesus sitting next to me right now. I can just picture him sitting right over here with me, just happy with the things I'm saying. But I'm also aware that if I say something wrong, I'm waiting for him to correct me. Tell me the truth. The minute you talk or Vicky talks, I'm waiting for him to say, this is what I want you to say. This is what, you know, or, or if he ever does correct me to correct it. And, um, this practice, the presence of Jesus, I did it in a physical way, like I opened car doors for him. I opened house doors. I stepped back to let him go first. I deferred to him. I gave him the right of way in every sense. I was polite. I was, I was honoring in every way. And I probably only did it for 30 days. And I forced myself to do it. And I think that that's another reason I get to is I'm a little bit, I think I'm, I, I get to know some things that I didn't know I knew they, they're revealed to me in the spirit because I practice his presence all day long. I don't sit in a closet for four hours. I, I bow my knee to him, welcome my, you know, in my day, I welcome the awareness of Jesus, like a good morning, Jesus, just good morning. I acknowledge that you see me and you hear me. And then I move on and it's, it's 24, seven, seven days a week. You know, uh, 365, it's 24, 7, 365. I practice the presence of Jesus in a much more spiritual way. And that to me is the experience with God that we're all aiming for. Yeah. And I want this more. I want more than I already have. I want a greater awareness. I want a greater, a sharper image to tell me, no, turn left. Hmm. No, turn right. No, stop. Okay, go. And I want the instruction of God to be more clear in my head and less often drowned out by the frustrations of human, you know, just meanness, human ignorance, human, just the human condition. Right. We, we live amongst each other and we're irritated with each other. We're oh, offended by each other. We're unforgiving towards each yeah. other. We're bruised by each other. And we judge, the, we judge God because the church was wrong. And I, I, I have truly never judged God because the church is wrong. My first four pastors, and I only went to that church because God told me to, and I didn't want to go to church because of my experience with my childhood church. Right. And then when I found out he's cheating on his wife, it's like you know the the number one response would be see, yeah. But it wasn't because he told me to go there, mm -hmm. and and the answer is okay. So you told me to go here. Why? Yeah. What did you want me to learn from a false pastor? What did you want me to learn from? And, and you know I learned a great deal there. Mm -hmm. 
I became the youth pastor, and my I was called to the ministry there. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I became committed to church there, in spite of the fact that the pastor was cheating on his wife. That's good. Destroyed his son, that kind of stuff. Just yeah. really was really went the wrong way. Right. And uh, I didn't go the wrong way. I went the right. I, I continued to go after living in love in Jesus, practicing His presence, and aware of His love for me every day of the week. Yeah. I think one of, you know one of the things you said to me that uh, early on in our relationship, which now is a long time ago, but was <laughs> he, he challenged me to. I think you said you said it once, kind of, but just to record it, you said you know if the cross was all that Jesus did for us, wouldn't shouldn't that be enough to love Him for a lifetime? Right. Yes. And just that idea. You That's know, what that, I believe. Yeah. That are, you know, it's so incredible that we get to have these encounters with him. Amen. That he would yeah. come and touch our lives and speak to us and show us things. That he would use us right. in his kingdom. That we get well, to how be, can he use right, us? That we get to be his witness, you know, and to, to the world, right? The but if I never heard him speak to me again. Would that be enough? Would would that be enough, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, for the for the, his disciples, it wasn't. They experienced him every day for three right. years. Yeah. And until they saw the cross and the resurrection, it wasn't enough yeah. from them. Until the Holy Spirit came until upon the them in Pentecost, to, yeah. really. Until right. he made a home in them. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right. And that, yeah. And, and I think, so you said it, but we know so many different uh, young, especially young people, who just all they want is the experience of mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And, they're, and Steve said it, it's just they're just looking for the next. And they don't have the, they don't have the uh, revelation of who Jesus is. Yeah. And it just, they're, they're not loving Jesus anymore. Yeah. Because they're not experiencing every day. The cares of the world have choked yeah, it out. Right. It. That and the, you know the other thing. So that one and the other thing you you know you always say, which is I think changes the the mindset is. I'm not just looking for him to come and touch my life and him to me to experience his love, but now I want to live a life that loves him yeah. back. Right. And that's yeah. that changes things. I think a lot of us get caught up in. Wow, God loves me, but it never that yeah. love is never reciprocated. That's good. Practically back, that's and right. that's the that's really good. You know, that's my. I yeah. don't want my message to be God loves me. Right. I want my message to be I love I Him. Love God. Yeah. He is. He's really special. Yeah. Not I'm really special. It's good. He's really special. Come and get to know Him. Give your life to Him. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, I think read what He ahead. says. Yeah. I think that's a good point for us to land the ship. Yeah, it really so. is. Yeah. 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 So good you. words, man. Yeah. Good, good job. Stuff. Thank you for joining us today, guys, and uh, be, uh, yeah, just, if you haven't had an encounter with him, he all you have to do, as Steve will say, is close your eyes and invite him in. Invite him yeah. in. 30 seconds. Ask prayer. him to take yeah. away all your yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Please decide before it's too late. Yeah. But have a great week, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommentary's podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.